Crystal Dozier, Tashana Cover, LaShonda Long, Tanya Carmichael, Michelle Mason, Kim Yvette Smith, Nancy Cobbs, Amelda Hunter, Janice Webb, Alicia Fortson, and Diane Turner. These are the known victims of the Cleveland Strangler, Anthony Sowell. Anthony Sowell was born August 19, 1959, and was raised in East Cleveland, Ohio. Due to a broken home and wanting to escape, Sowell joined the Marine Corps on January 24, 1978. On January 18, 1985, he was honorably discharged from the Marine Corps and moved back to Cleveland, Ohio. Between 1985 and 1989, there were multiple missing cases in the area that he lived in and it is said that Sowell was possibly involved in the cases due to the fact that the women stopped going missing in his area in 1989. You'll find out why soon. Melville Sockwell met Anthony Sowell in passing in 1989. She went to his home due to him being a client of hers. She claimed that he was very nice and a regular guy, but little did she know what was about to take place. So Will paid her for her service, then assaulted her over and over for the next three days. On that last day of being held captive, Melved says that So Will told her that he will feed her and then he'll kill her, so she should probably pray. He went to sleep immediately after. Melved climbed out of the window, signaled someone outside to come help her, and then they called the police as she escaped. Around the same time, a woman's body was found cut up in a suitcase on a street away from Sowell's house. Anthony Sowell went to prison from 1990 to 2005 for that case. Once he was released, he moved back to Cleveland, Ohio on 12205 Imperial Avenue. Between 2005 and 2007, Anthony Sowell worked at Custom Rubber Products Corps along with being in a relationship. But in 2007, his girlfriend broke up with him, and that's when the women began to come up missing in that area. He also lost his job. At the same time, a very bad odor lingered throughout the neighborhood. The smell became worse as more women came up missing, but the smell was blamed on a sausage factory next to his house. The name of the establishment is Ray's Sausage. Ray's Sausage went through a lot of repairs in order to get rid of the smell, but it became worse over time. While the smell became worse, Sowell continued his crime. There were women who survived his attacks and lived to tell their stories. One of those attacks was partially caught on surveillance by the store next door to his house. This was two weeks before his arrest. A woman by the name of Sean Morris went to Sowell's house due to the promise of him providing drugs. As they walked into the house, Sowell put her in a chokehold and threatened her that if she fought or screamed, he'd kill her. Eventually, she screamed. His reaction was to close all the windows. But as he were closing the windows, Sean Morris noticed an open window right next to her. She then jumped head first from the window. It was a second story window. 
A man across the street witnessed what happened and he called 911. Morris passed out and woke up in the hospital. When she woke up, she told the nurse that she needs to use the phone to call her husband. The nurse then told her that her husband already knew because he rode with her in the ambulance. That was Anthony Sowell. She told the nurse that was not her husband. But at the same time, when she got out the hospital, she never pressed charges. Vanessa Gay, another survivor, met Anthony Sowell at an ATM. He told her that he was spending his birthday alone, so she offered him company so they can smoke. This is her testimony in court about what happened after that. You see the house? Yes. Okay, and can you see some doors leading to the house? Yes. Do you see the door that you may have entered? Yes. Can you point it out, please? That one there? Am I pointing to the correct door here? Can you see that from where you're sitting? Yes. Right here? Yes. Okay, so there's two doors, but the door on the left that you look at. Yes. Was the door open? Did he have to unlock it? Or did he, he had to unlock it. And upon entering the door, where did the two of you go? Was there any lights on at the house when you got home that night? It was dark, but he had keys to the house, so I didn't think, you know, we got keys. Did he um, use the keys to open up the yes, door? Yes, All right, so where did you go? We went up those stairs. How far up the stairs? All the way to the third floor. <coughs> okay, and when you got to the third floor, Did you have to turn some lights on? Yes. Okay. And when you first entered the third floor, do you remember how it looked? It was... Go ahead. It was dark. It was... It had like a stale, just musty, stinky, um, Dirty, but but it was just like dark and gloomy. You, you could feel the you could feel the gloom. Okay, but when you arrived at the third floor, what room did you arrive at? When I walked up the stairs, I was in the kitchen. In the kitchen. When you got to the top of the stairs and you entered the kitchen area, did you hang a left or did you hang a right at that point in time? A right. A right. And would there be a hallway once you hang a right there? Yes. And did you walk down that hallway? Yes. And do you recall as you walked down the hallway, the rooms on either side of it? Yes. Can you describe the rooms that you recall seeing? Uh, I walked past the bathroom. Which side, as you walked down the hallway, was the bathroom on? To my left. Um, to the to the right, there was like a, I don't know what kind of room, it was plastic, it was just. There was a room across or, from the bathroom, but you say about plastic, describe was, the plastic. The plastic was from the ceiling to the floor, and I, it was, okay. it was just plastic. I didn't know if it was, I didn't know what it was, it's just plastic. But it was oh, down the opposite side of the, the bathroom. bathroom. Yes. All right. Did you at any time go into that particular room? No. All right. 
Did you have an occasion to walk further down the hallway? Yes, to the next room, which was his bedroom. His bedroom. It was dark. It was dark. Yeah. So the two of you went inside the bedroom? Yes. Is that the first room that you actually entered at that point in time, other than the kitchen? Right? Yes. You had walked by the bathroom, but you had not gone into that? No. Once you got inside his bedroom, can you describe the layout of his bedroom? He had a bed, and behind that bed was a big hole in the wall. It was a dresser, a tall dresser, um, to the opposite side of the window. The window overlooked the sausage factory. And then there was a, I guess, a dresser with a TV on it as you first walked into the um, bedroom. The dresser that you speak of, handing you what's been marked for purposes of identification at States Exhibit Number 78. We just Take a moment to look at this photograph, please. Do you see a dresser in that photograph? Yes. Where is it in the photograph? It's to the right of the door. And is this how you recall it being? Yes. Okay. See anything else in the room that you recognize or not? You say there was a hole in the wall. Where was it? The hole was behind the bed. Where the headboard would be? Yep. Yes. Did you, uh, once you got into the room, did you sit down anywhere? I sat at the edge of the bottom of the bed. Okay. And at that time, did he ask you for anything? No, we continued to talk. All right. Well, did the subject of smoking any crack cocaine come up? Yeah. Tell us about that. It had been a while into me being there, and uh, I, I said, so what's up? And he asked me, did I have a stem? What's a stem? A stem is the, um, is a, what you smoke crack out of. It's a, a, I had a glass pipe, which you smoke crack cocaine out of. Okay. And did you have one? Yes. Did you give it to him? Yes. And what, if anything, did he do with it? He turned around, put something on it. I could hear him put something on it and light it. And I seen the smoke come up. Right. Did he offer you any? After he took a hit, he turned around and punched me in my face. <laughs> Told me if I didn't do what he said to a T, he was going to throw me in the closet and forget about me. And what was going through your mind at, at this time? I don't think this is what you were expecting, was it? 
is this for real? Is, is this for real? Is this how I'm going to die? That's what I'm going Is this how I'm going to go? Don't nobody know where I'm at. about anybody else at that time. Overruled. He was, he went into a, a rant about his ex-girlfriend. Um, he said a name, I don't know what the name was. Uh, how, um, how crack, people, women who spoke crack, that did it wrong. Uh, just how he was going. And get those women back who who the dealing wrong women who spoke right. And then then what happened? He would pop out of it. He would go back to talking normal. You know. And then did he say anything to you at that point in time? Um he he told me he said you don't deserve what I'm about to do to you. <laughs> he said, you don't deserve what I'm about to do to you. And it was all bad after that. Were you able to look out the window of that bedroom? Yes. And he told me nobody could hear me. Nobody would hear me scream. Nobody could hear me. He would come back out of it and say, he told me, you aren't like the others. But then he kept telling me, you don't deserve what I'm going to do to you. And he kept talking about all the women who did him wrong, who smoked crack. And he was just talking. And I would agree with him. Or I would try and, um, not to say nothing that upset him. Um, <laughs> Looked at him like, I don't know, and he punched me in my face. Punched you? Mm -hmm. The second time he punched you? Mm hmm. Then what happened? Um, and then, <clears throat> but before he was doing all this, he kept trying to, he kept acting like he was going to take something from the side of the bed. He kept going towards the side of the bed. And I kept saying to myself, whatever he gonna get is not, if he get it, I'm gone. Did he actually get anything from the side of the bed? No.
proceeded to repeat over and over and over again. Did he ever leave the room? Yes. Where did he go? I don't know. How long was he gone? Did you make any decisions as to anything you would have to do in order to get out of that house, to survive this? All I did, all I could do was pray. And, uh, and agree with, try to keep calm and agree with what he said. Just do everything he said. He kept telling me, I will throw you in a closet for three days. He told me for three days and forget about you. And I'm just thinking, I, I'm, I'm thinking, this is, this is how it's going to end. You know, this is how it's going to end. But I did what he said. How long has this taken place, this ordeal that you're speaking of? When the rape stopped, it was getting light outside, so it had to be early in the morning. Okay, so several hours had gone by? Yes. Did you ask him if you could use another room? I finally got up the nerve to ask him, could I use the bathroom? What was his reaction to that? He, he told me, after a few minutes, he told me I could. So did you leave the bedroom? Yes. And as you left the bedroom, bathroom would be on the same side of the hallway, right? Yes. As you walk to the bathroom, did you notice anything about the room on the left?
myself. This is, I can't see what I have to talk. This is not possible. This is not real. You know, I'm thinking I'm going to cry too much. But I see what I saw. I see what I saw. And Did you notice any smell or odor in that area? Yes, but it was full all out. It was just full. I seen chicken in a box, raw chicken in a box. Like you come in and don't put up your groceries and and there's a bathroom, there was no tissue. So he had to give me a rag and just throw it in the corner. So yeah, it was a smell. When you left the bathroom, where did you go then? I went back to the room. Bedroom? Yes. Did he talk to you some more once you got back to the bedroom? He said, he said, you gonna tell. I'm, he wasn't talking to me. He was just talking. He gonna tell. I know you gonna tell. You know, at first he wasn't talking to me. He kept you gonna tell. I know you gonna tell. And I said, tell what? I said, what is there to tell? I said, it was just rough, but what am I gonna tell? I had to say something. Convince myself that that was going to convince him to let me go. Was there additional discussions about whether or not you were going to leave that place? Um, yes. Tell us about that, please. He said something to the effect of he, he, he was going to let me go and that um, he got paid Monday. I could come back over Monday and just all I could think was get out and I just made sure he walked right beside me. I didn't want him behind me. I didn't want him in front of me. Just walk me to that door. Please just walk me to the door. Just let me go. Think of 
think I'm coming again. That didn't help me. Out on the streets, Cleveland, in your journey for looking for drugs, did you meet other women in similar to your position? Yes. Yes. Showing you states exhibit number 14. Is this one of the women that you knew? the last time I seen her. It was cold outside because we were at the same house talking to each other. But prior to your being your ordeal, okay, did you ever see her after that? No. no. So it would have been sometime before what happened to you? Yes. And I believe it's been your testimony that what happened to you was happened sometime in the month of September of 08? Yes. Do you recall seeing your friend Thick at any time during August, July, or June of 08? No. Recognize that person? Yes. What was her name? Nor as Candy. Nor as Candy? Was Candy someone else you met uh, searching at work in the street, searching for drugs? We, we, Involving you, do you recall the last time you may have seen Candy? <clears throat> do you recall ever seeing her after that or not? No. Uh, sometime in the latter part, either 2009 or beginning of 2010, February, I believe, in 2010, were you brought back? in front of another judge in this courthouse? Yes, I was. And what was the reason you were being brought back to another judge in this courthouse? Um, because of a probation violation. And during that hearing, did you bring it to his attention what you've talked to today about? 
Yes. And after that, were you directed to go to the Cleveland Police Department and provide a statement to them? A written statement? Yes. And did you do that? Yes. Another one of his survivors were Latondra Billups. Latondra Billups met Anthony Sowell at a store in their neighborhood. Anthony was leaving the store as Latondra noticed that he had two 40s on him. Those are beers. She asked him could she have some beer and go with him. He said, yeah, come on. That was not her first time in his house. Usually they would go to the third floor of the house, but this time they went to the second floor. The two entered the home, and she turned her back. She got very comfortable, then he assaulted her. After hitting her, he choked her. After that, she ended up waking up surprisingly because Anthony thought she was dead. He told her that he's going to get in trouble, and she told him that she won't tell. When she convinced him to let her leave, she went to the police station to file a report, but it took three weeks for the detective to get in contact with her. Eventually, police went to his house. When they went to his house, Anthony was not home. But police initially found two bodies inside the house, in a crawl space and under the stairs. And eventually they found nine more bodies in that house. As the investigation went on, Anthony Sowell was caught in an abandoned house. After the testimony of his surviving victims, Sowell was sentenced to death which was supposed to take place in 2012, but it didn't. While Anthony was locked up, cold cases from the neighborhoods that he lived in were reopened, and they still have not been solved today. Anthony Sowell died in prison on February 8, 2021, in Columbus, Ohio. Still to this day, there are people in Cleveland that are missing, and no one has any idea where they are. Could it be because of him? Possibly. But this was the story of the Cleveland Strangler, Anthony Sowell. Thank you.